This is the Rod Langway Fan Club. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is uh, John Snowden for the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. Uh, we got a beach cottage down here in Doolan in the southeast of Taiwan. Um, I'm hanging out outside on the beach. I got a little fire going. It's beautiful. These guys want to do a podcast. They want me to go inside. Uh, I'm not so down. It's nice out here. And, uh, I mean, I got the mic, so <laughs> what are they going to do? Come on, John! Get in here! I don't know, man. Why don't you come out here? It's nice out here, man. Got the fire. Hey, it's the playoffs! Well, it's, it's, play, it's the play-in. And it's the middle of summer. I got some cold beers up here for you. You got a beer? Yeah! All right. Well, I mean, I'm out of beer, so. All right, I'll head in for, for just a quick beer. Yeah, all right. Let's sit down here. You got a, you got one of those beers there? I sure do. Go ahead, go grab it. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers boys. Happy boys. summer. Happy summer. Summertime. Yeah. Well, I can't believe we're actually doing this. Well, the NHL is doing it, so so are we. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was skeptical about this at the beginning, but uh, they just had a bunch of tests over the last week and not a single case of COVID-19, so that's a good sign. Hopefully they can get this one done. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be much better than Major League Baseball. Wow, do they have a lot of problems right now yeah. with the Miami Marlins. Yeah, it's been a disaster. Well, I mean, you know, we should be outside having a couple beers around the fire, but here we are. So why don't we kick a tune and we'll get to it. Okay. All right, that was Elliot Brood with O Alberta, and the Western Conference will take place in Edmonton. Mark, your hometown. Yeah, I'm not going to be there this summer, unfortunately, because of this whole thing. Uh, kind of a weird uh, irony, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that both of the cities are north of the border. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Let's uh, let's break down. All some right. Of this let's let's here. start off with the uh, the top of the West. There are four teams that will be participating in the round robin. Mm. We've got the St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars. So, what do you guys think of this round robin? Who's going to come out with the number one seed? They play each other once. I'm not even sure that winning the round robin is that important. I think the team that comes out the healthiest will be the real winner. Uh, But if you're going to make me pick a team to win it, I think that the Colorado Avalanche have everything it takes and they're finally healthy. Watch out. Yeah, the Avs are definitely a really popular pick. They lost so many man games this year due to injury and they are finally healthy. Yeah, sure. I think they'll have a good run. I I, I think St. Louis is going to take it, though. I mean, I think that, you know, they've got Tarasenko back now, which is massive for them. And defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, we can't overlook them. 
And what do you guys think of the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, you know, Mark Stone is healthy. That was their big trade that they made this year. Uh, a lot of questions in net with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, but they might have answered that question because they've got Robin Leonard in there as insurance. And if Fleury doesn't pick it up and run with it, I think Leonard could come right in and take the baton. And I think this team could go deep. I really love their top six. Yeah, I guess we'll see which flurry we get. We can get the spazzy flurry. We can get the, the world-beating flurry. So it all depends on that. Yeah, Vegas has a great group of forwards. That top six is, six is amazing. Uh, hopefully, Max Pacioretty, who sounds like he's a little bit banged up, will be joining the team. Yeah, it looks like he might miss a game or two, but he should be good to go when the actual playoffs start in a couple of weeks. So how about the Dallas Stars then? I mean, they're... I'm not really big on the Dallas Stars personally. Uh, they're an aging team and they just don't have a lot of firepower. They had one 20 goal score in their lineup. And I just wonder, can they score enough? I don't know. I think there is potential there though. I think they can get more out of uh, Sagan and Ben and Radulov. I mean, when you talk about their 20 goal scorer, guess who it was? Gurianov. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Gurianov, who by the way is a nice young forward coming up for them. I think they actually have pretty decent balance up and down though. They can roll four lines. I wouldn't count them out. They're a great defensive squad. Yeah, they've still got uh, Klingberg and Heiskinen sure. uh, back there on D. And let's give them credit. Great goaltending this season. Yeah, I mean, Ben Bishop has been great for them. So, uh, you know, as you said, don't count them out. But uh, where are we going to rank these teams, guys? I'm going to go starting off First, I would say the Blues, John. I think would the you? Blues are going to come out with the number one seed. Then I'm going to go with the Avalanche, um, followed by the Golden Knights. And then I think Dallas will get that fourth seed. Yeah, I again, I don't put a lot of weight into where they finish, but I, I like Colorado the most. So let's say they go first. I think St. Louis will actually come in as the last place team. And between Dallas and Vegas, I don't know. They could interchange between second and third. I'm not really that sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, and then Vegas is uh, heading up the rear. And let's get into the play-in. The teams will be competing in a best-of-five series. And maybe we should begin with the hometown Edmonton Oilers. They'll be playing the Chicago Blackhawks. Thoughts, guys? Well, some good news for Chicago. Uh, it looks like Corey Crawford will be available after all. Um he might be a little bit rusty though, and that could be a that could be a big factor for Chicago because they're going to need lights out goaltending against that star-studded Oilers offense. Yeah, if there's no Crawford, um, the next best option would probably be Malcolm Subban, which doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. No, it, it doesn't. But I, you know, I don't think goaltending is going to be an issue. I think that the Blackhawks D is really not strong enough to fight off some of these top guns, McDavid, Drysaitel, Yamamoto, some of these amazing players. I just don't think they can stop them. Yeah, I think the Oilers are definitely heavily favored here, but I think this is going to be a really fun series, man. It's like getting the band back together again. You got Taves, you got Kane, Duncan Keith's out there. I know, unfortunately, Seabrook isn't going to be playing, but just to have these guys together again with all that experience. Yeah, you know, never count out to former championship teams like the Blackhawks, but I just don't think that they have the same depth that they once did. And the young Oilers are going to be raring to go. And, I mean, they are arguably the two best hockey players in the world right now. So that's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, experience is really the only place where a few of these Blackhawks Black have the advantage over the Oilers. And I, I think everywhere else the Oilers beat them. So, I mean, I will pick the Oilers to dominate. I'm going to say 3 nothing. Yeah, I think the Hawks can squeak out one game. Uh, but I'm going to go Oilers in four. I agree, Mark. I'm going to say Oilers in four. 
Next up, we have the Canucks of Vancouver versus the Wild of Minnesota. What do you guys think? I mean, the Canucks are one of the biggest surprises from this past season, or this this season that's still going, I suppose. And I think they're going to pick up right where they left off. Uh, and I think their big advantage with this is with the special teams. They had one of the best power plays and a really good PK unit as well. And I think that's a big advantage they have over Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the storylines of this whole tournament, I would say, is uh, youth versus experience. And the Canucks certainly have the youth. So do the young legs come out all ablaze and, and light up the, the wild? I would say that, you know, guys like Pedersen and Brock Besser are going to be raring to go and it's going to be hard to stop them. They are going to be hard to stop, especially with Hughes on the back end That's there. Right. Uh, I wonder what kind of goaltending Markstrom will provide. He was really good during the regular season. Yeah, and uh, while we're speaking about goaltending, uh, the Wild had arguably the worst goaltending in the league. Both Dubnik and Stalock were pretty weak throughout the season, and they kind of bounced back and forth. Uh, Stalock did finish the season as the starter. We'll see if they go back to Dubnik or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much those guys, the veteran guys like Suter and um, Parise, Koivu, how much they have left in the tank. I think the one guy to watch for Minnesota is Kevin Fiala. He was one of the hottest players down the stretch. Um, and the Wild do have a pretty solid decor, a lot of depth on the blue line, and that's always important in a playoff run. So that is the one area where I think you could say they have a slight advantage over the Canucks. Yeah, Matt Dumba. Well, maybe not the best year for him, but uh, Jared Spurgeon is a very solid defenseman. You already mentioned Ryan Suter. I think top to bottom, their top six is actually one of the better units in the West. Yeah, it's not bad. Is it going to be enough to stop the Canucks? I don't think so. I think the Canucks have too much firepower and their star power is just going to overwhelm the Wild. Uh, I see them winning this series in four. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say Canucks in four. Yeah, I do think that the veterans are going to prove a little tougher to put down than that, but I am also going to say the Canucks, but I'll say in five. And next up, we have the Nashville Predators versus the Arizona Coyotes. What are your thoughts on this series? What a snoozer this one's going to be. Just two boring, low-scoring teams. I I don't know. Not a lot of excitement in this series coming, I think. Yes, I am also not excited. Does anybody care about this series? This is probably the series that I'm interested in the least in the Western Conference. I'm really curious to see who gets the starting gig for both of these teams. Yeah, you could make an argument for any of those four goalies. Apparently, John Shaka wasn't that interested in the outcome because he's pieced out early and he has left the franchise right before their uh, play-in series begins. Very odd turn of events. That's right. The general manager of the Arizona Coyotes quits just before the play-in. Strange time to quit. Canary in the coal mine, maybe? Yeah, well, we'll see how this goes. Maybe. Would you guys give it to Pekka Rene or UC Saros in net for Nashville? I think Saros was a lot stronger down the stretch. Um, I could see the justification giving Rene one last shot to run with it, but I think he'll be on a pretty short leash. I agree with that. I think Rene will get game one, um, but if he doesn't pull through, they'll they'll go to Saros as quickly as possible. And what about in um, Arizona, where they've got Ranta and... Kemper was Kemper. great this year. I, I, I'd i go with Kemper myself, but I know Ranta's the more highly touted goalie as far as their entire career arc goes, but I'd lean Kemper. Now the Preds, they have a pretty balanced attack, but no real game breakers. No, uh, I mean, they do have Ryan Johansson and Duchesne. That's a decent one-two punch, but these guys haven't really and lived Forsberg. up to their... Oh, sure. Forsberg is their best offensive talent. And they still got a great D, right? Sure. Roman Yossi is arguably a Norris... Trophy winner this season. Yep. Um, he's, he's, a, he's, a he's a finalist. Yep. Yep. They're just a team of underachievers, though. I don't know. I, I'm not inspired by them. I think Arizona is a decent matchup for them to get started with, but 
We'll see. And what about uh, Taylor Hall in uh, Arizona and Phil Kessel? I mean, we've been waiting to see what both of these guys can do, especially Phil Kessel. He had a very down year. But, I mean, Taylor Hall, former MVP, did not have an MVP-type season. Well, he's going to be healthy, though, right? Yeah. And uh, he's got to be champing at the bit to show what he's got because he's going to be playing for a contract, and there's not a lot of money out there in free agency this summer. That's right, yeah. They've still got Ekman Larson back there on the blue line, That's too, right. for the Coyotes. Yeah. Uh, picks, guys? I'm going to go with the Predators. Uh, I'm not huge on them, but I, I just don't really like Arizona. Um, I'm going to go with the Preds in five. Well, you know, this is, as we're saying, it's not the most inspiring series, but I am going to go with Arizona. I think we're going to see Phil Castle actually score some goals for once. Um, he's a playoff vet, no question about that. He's got two cups. So I think Arizona is going to win also in five. I'm going to say Preds in five. And lastly, we have the Calgary Flames taking on the Winnipeg Jets. How's this series going to shake down? Well, I saw John perk up a little bit there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cut up, cut you off, John. Sure. You're gonna have to cool your heels here for a second. Yeah. Uh, I think that the biggest mismatch here is in the crease. You've got Connor Hellebuck, who should win the Vesna. I think he's a shoe in, and the Flames with their one-two punch of Talbot and Riddick. I don't know. I just I don't like either of those goalies, and I think that's a massive advantage for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, the other place I would say that the Jets have an advantage is in experience. I mean, Blake Wheeler led them to the conference final two years ago. And I just feel like that team has a bit more leadership and a bit more grit and can battle through. And Paul Maurice is a great coach, and he's gone to war with these guys already. And, uh, you know, I do think that the Jets will prevail, ultimately. But I won't get to my pick just yet. Yeah, well, with, with the Jets, you know, you look at uh, Shifley, and I just wondered also, what about Line A? Like, what's he going to do in this playoff? Yeah, I mean, if they're if they get some power play opportunities, you can expect him to try his best to capitalize on. Now we know the Flames have an excellent defense. What do you think of the Jets' D? Mm-hmm. It's pretty thin, right, John? It's it's pretty thin. There's no question about that. I mean, they were leaning very heavily on Neil Pionk, who was uh, he was a revelation. This I mean, season. he played very very well, and then Josh Morrissey also. I believe that they were one and two in in time on ice. Um, but beyond that, it does get a little painfully thin for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, that is a question mark, but I think the biggest question in this series is Johnny Hockey. Uh, apparently, he came into camp out of shape. Uh, the team's not happy with him. There have been rumblings about him being dealt in the offseason. If this any of this stuff is true, this could be a big blow to the Flames' chances. Yeah, I mean, he did not perform well last season in the playoffs, and they really need him. I mean, also, I mean, Mark Giordano. He's their captain. He's arguably their most important defender. And if he is not ready to go, he's an older guy. If he's not ready to go out of the gate, they could be in big trouble. Well, personally, I can't wait to see what Matthew Tuchuk is going to do in these playoffs. He is built for the playoffs. He's a really gritty guy. I think he's going to do awesome. Yeah, too bad they don't have 12 Kachuks up front. Uh, he's an absolute beast, and I expect him to shine in the playoffs. But there are a lot of their other guys are more perimeter players. Goudreau, of course. Uh... Monaghan's going to be a key, I think, for Calgary. Is he going to get gritty and get in there and get some dirty goals in the slot for them? And obviously no Travis Hamannick. Him and about a dozen or so players have opted out of this Yeah, uh, respect to him for doing what's best for his family. Um, but that's a big blow to the Flames as well. So who are you guys choosing? Yeah, like I said, it's going to come down to, I think, the goaltending and, like John said, two playoff experience for the Jets. I think they take this series in four. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I also believe that the Jets will take this one in four. 
I love this all-Canadian matchup. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to say the Calgary Flames in five. Okay, that wraps up the West, and we'll be back with the East. Let's start at the top of the Eastern Conference. Going into the tournament, the Boston Bruins have the number one seed, followed by the Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, and the Philadelphia Flyers. How do you guys think this round robin is going to play out here? Like I said for the West, I think it's more a matter of who stays healthy. I'm not sure how much pedal to the metal action we're going to get in this round robin. I think that Tampa Bay's talent's going to win out. I think they're probably going to be the top team out of the round robin. But I think all four teams have a lot of talents up front. Yeah, I think maybe Tampa Bay has learned their lesson from the upset last year. Uh, obviously, they've got Stamkos, assuming he's healthy. Looks like he will be. He practiced in full the last day or two here, so he should be ready to go, yeah, hopefully. That's, that's obviously very important. They've got Kucherov and Point. And assuming Hedman is is healthy, and they've got Vasilevsky in net, and they got grittier at the uh, trade deadline, right? They made a couple trades. Yes, they added uh, Blake Coleman and Barclay Goudreau. So they do have that sandpaper that I think they felt like they were missing last time around. Yeah, the depth is definitely there up front. Um, the only thing that worries me is Hedman's health, because that was kind of the linchpin for last season falling apart. But if he's ready to go once they start playing, I think Tampa Bay is going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Boston is also going to be tough to beat. And I like them adding Andre Kasha because he's a good scorer. I mean, they needed a little bit of depth and, and they got that. Assuming he's ready to play. Yes. Uh, he's not currently with the team, but he's, he'll be a game time decision, it sounds like. Right, which is unfortunate for them because they, they I think they need a little bit more depth than they have. Well, I think the depth isn't that bad. You've got guys like Jake DeBrusque, for example. I think he's ready to take another step forward. Um, you've also got Charlie Coyle, who I think was a good pickup last year at the deadline. I think he's solid. And of course, you've got that top yes. line. Yeah. Marchant and uh, Selkie finalist Bergeron. And, and Pasternak, Pasternak is now back. Yes. He was also a bit of a question mark there, yeah. but it looks like he's me ready to go as well. So. And they've got the, the Czech veterans, David Krejci and Zdeno Chara. Mm -hmm. And Vesna finalists to Garask. There's two Vesna finalists in this uh, round robin, so, I mean, that's going to be exciting. And some nice goaltending depth with Slovak, Yaroslav Halak. That's right, that's right. I mean, there's no lack of goaltending depth. And how about uh, Rod Langway's team, the Washington Capitals? What do you guys think this year? Well, you know, they were dealt a big blow losing uh, Samsonov. Looks like he's not going to be available. And Braden Holtby does not inspire confidence. I know, Jeff, he's your fantasy keeper in our fantasy league, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's all on Holtby this year. Now, we know that he can get hot. Uh, he had a he struggled through the regular season. Let's be let's be honest. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. But come playoff time, he can be a different beast. And I mean, Alexander Ovechkin will be hungry. He loves to play hockey, and he hasn't been playing recently. I can see him coming out of the gates, guns a blazing. Still got Backstrom, still got Kuznetsov, and uh, Verona had a really nice regular yeah, season. Yeah, Verona played well, and let's not forget uh, John Carlson had one of the best seasons yes. as a defenseman in a long time. Norris finalist. Yeah. 
That's Absolutely. right. And the guy who I can't wait for is Tom Wilson. This guy is a beast. I think he's built for the playoffs. That's right. He is. He is. Yeah, don't count out the Caps, no doubt about it. But uh, I think I'm a little bit more excited about the Philadelphia Flyers. They were really hot down the stretch. Before they the were hot. That's right. Alan Vigneault. He's another Coach of the Year finalist. And this team seems to be a really popular pick amongst the uh, pundit class. Well, if you look at the team on paper, I mean, they are a solidly built team. They kind of have a bit of everything. A lot will ride, as it always does with the Philadelphia Flyers, on uh, Carter Hart and his ability to hold down the fort back there. Sure, that's always been the question with this franchise is what's going on in the crease and they might finally have the answer with blue chip prospect Carter Hart. He was excellent in the second half of the season. If he continues that kind of play, I think Philadelphia could make a deep run. Do they have a game breaker, Philadelphia, up front? Well, I mean, Claude Giroux has always been an amazing player. He's been a little slower the past couple years. A little years. long in the tooth. Yeah, but I mean, he he's a gamer. There's no question mm-hmm. about that and has had playoff success in the past in I terms think it's of scoring. Be more of a scoring by committee for Philadelphia though. Yeah, I mean Sean Couturier is a great two-way yes, player and Selkie finalist. Selkie finalist as well. Um, still got Voracek. Yeah, and they still have uh, JVR. JVR who who can pot the puck for sure. And, and how about the young legs with Keckney? Yeah, Travis Konechny yeah. was excellent this season. Yep. And people talk a lot about the Philadelphia Flyers defense. What do you think? Well, I think Provorov's going to win a Norris Trophy someday. Uh, this was kind of his breakout season. I think he's got another few notches uh, to go up even more so, and maybe we'll see one of those notches in the playoffs here. Yeah, I expect Provorov to be, well, obviously the ghost. Um, he can pot the puck, too. He's, you know, he hasn't quite lived up to that season he had a couple years no, ago. No, he had a pretty bad season. Yeah, he he did. was healthy scratch quite a bit, but yeah. apparently reports out of training camp is that he's been looking really good, and they're hoping for big things from him. So how do you think this is going to shake down, then? Again, hard to say with a round robin, but I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on top. Um, Boston will then slot in second, the Flyers will be third, and the Capitals will lose all four of their round-robin games. Whoa. Sorry, there are only three games they can lose. They're going to lose all three, and I'm just worried about Holtby. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, Boston Bruins, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Tampa Bay is the best team of the bunch, but I think they're going to be pacing themselves. I'm going to go with Washington because I think Ovi's going to be super hungry and he's going to score a ton of goals. Washington Capitals first, Philadelphia Flyers second, Tampa Bay Lightning third, Boston Bruins fourth. Bold call, John. Yeah, I know. That's a bold prediction right there. Let's move on to the play-in. And maybe we should begin with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, this season... The Maple Leafs will be taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Thoughts? You a little nervous there, Jeff? Uh, I am. Feels like a bit of a trap series, doesn't it? I am extremely nervous, I have to say. I mean, the Leafs on paper have so much firepower, but you look at the Blue Jackets, they might be the antidote for that, right? They're the great defensive team. Yeah, I mean, if there was one team that I think could really give the, the Leafs a run for their money in this first series, it would be the Blue Jackets. I mean, John Tortorella knows how to get his guys to play against a team like that. We saw it last year in the playoffs. And what sweeps better than a pile of leaves, right, Jeff? <laughs> now, let's not forget that this is not quite the same Blue Jackets team. They, they lost That's a right. lot of firepower in the offseason. This is a team that really struggles to put the puck in the net. That is true. Uh, and also... The goaltending, I think that the Leafs have the better goaltender of the two. Although Freddie can be hot and cold, that could be a thing that could go either way for them, I suppose. And who do the Blue Jackets even start in net? 
Corpus Allo was an all-star, but he went down in Elvis Merslickens. Yeah, he played very well in his absence. And so who are they going to go with? I mean, I think they should go with Corpus Allo, but we don't know. I don't know. Why not go with Elvis? I think neither of those guys are signed long-term, and they're both around the same age. And I think Elvis was the better of the two. So I'd go Merslickens. Yeah, I would imagine they're probably going to just go with the, uh, the hot hand. Yeah, it could come down to their one preseason game. Maybe they'll split the crease and see whoever is the guy to go with from there. Yeah, so, I mean, does Columbus really have enough to shut down the firepower of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I mean, Mitch Marner is going to be raring to go. Um, obviously, Austin Matthews has a ton to prove in this series. He's been criticized for his playoff play in the past. So what are we looking at here? Well, don't forget Johnny T. Johnny T. He yep. is always a beast in the playoffs. Yeah, he brings it. He will bring it. And I can't wait to see what Willie Nylander is going to do. Yeah, I mean, he, another, He's guy, another guy who has He's a got... ton to prove. Yes, that's right. Yeah, little Willie, if things don't work out for him, I think he could be the odd man in Toronto because they're going to have to clear some cap space at some point. Uh, he might be the easiest guy to get out of there. We've got the soup man back, Mikheyev. Yeah, he was dynamite for the Leafs, this, uh, what, the first 20 games, 30 games of the season before that injury. Yeah, it's nice to have him back. Um, we always talk about the Leafs' blue line. Do they have enough? I think they're going to need a little bit more from Tyson Berry. Um, maybe kickstart that power play for them. It was good, but it wasn't the power play that we all thought it would be. I thought it would be the best one in the league, and they were up and down. They need Riley. They need Muzzin to play well. And their depth is going to be tested on D because they don't have a lot of it. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, I could see Columbus getting some greasy goals, but I can't see them sniping like Toronto's capable of doing. Who's going to lead the way for Columbus? Well, of course, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is one of their big scorers, but the guy I'd look to is uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. He was red hot for about a stretch of 13, 14 games there. He couldn't do anything wrong out there. He was just filling the net. Yeah, and I think they're going to have to rely on uh, some of their, their D stars. They have two of them. Seth Jones is, is a great guy back there, and Zach Wierenski is no slouch, and John Tortorella loves him. I could see them leaning very heavily on those two guys. And that's the other thing, right, is the veteran coach, John Tortorella, versus the, the rookie coach in Sheldon right. Keefe. Yeah, you give the Blue Jackets the advantage in, behind the bench, right? Let's yeah, get two boys. Will that be enough, though, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Picks. I don't know. Picks, Picks here. Let's go. All right. Well, Jeff, this is just to uh, throw mud in your eye. I'm going to go with Columbus in five. I don't really believe Ooh. it, but I'd love to see the Leafs go out in the first round. Not even the first round, the play-in. I mean, I, I'm going to say that it is going to go five games, but I think the Leafs will overcome this one. I really do. I just don't think that, that Columbus has quite enough. I think they're just going to score too many goals. Leafs, baby. Leafs all the way in five. It's going to be a nail-biter. Next up, we should go to your team, Mark, oh. the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, yes, the least and deserving team in the play-in round. That's, that's right. right. Yep. They are 24-24. They will be taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, it's funny, though. At the end of the season, Pittsburgh was a 99% probability to make the playoffs. Montreal was a 1% probability, but here they are. It's mm -hmm. a five-game series. Anything can happen. And Montreal does have the great Carey Price. That's true. They do. And if we're talking about goaltending, there is a little controversy in Pittsburgh in terms of who is going to be manning the crease there. We have Tristan Jari and, of course, Matt Murray, Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, that's a really tough call. I would imagine I would go Murray if I were them, just based on experience. The thing with Murray, though, is when he's not on his game, he looks like he has two blocker hands out there. His glove has been a problem, especially in the last few seasons. And Jari overall was the better goaltender this that's season. That's right. He made the all-star team. That's right. He also broke their franchise record for shutout streak as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an actual controversy, and it's kind of shocking considering that Matt Murray did win a Stanley Cup. Um, but I guess they'll figure that out. Um, they do have, obviously, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jake Getzel is back. Yes, Getzel back. I mean, and that's huge because they were missing him for a big chunk of the season. And they've got Jason Zucker, who they picked up at the trade deadline. Well, yeah, they thought they needed to replace Getzel. Now they have both of them, so watch out. Yeah, watch out. I mean, he's a sniper. He can score some goals. Now, the Habs, they have trouble putting the puck in the back of the net. Mark, what do you think of the Habs' offense? Yeah, they're a really good possession team, but they have a lot of one-and-dones, and and they're kind of a smaller team, so they struggle with maintaining possession for those long periods in the offensive zone. that first line, they're really good on possession, yeah? No, they've been one of the best lines statistically for the last few seasons. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Philip Deneau, Thomas Tatar, and Brendan Gallagher. They bring it every night, so no worries there. It's the rest of the lineup where question marks start popping up. Yeah, and and, and so on D for the Montreal Canadiens, I mean, is Shea Weber going to be ready to go? No, Weber is fully healthy. He's healthy, but he's old. Yes, but he will benefit from this rest. I think he's going to be lights out. It's just the defenseman, uh, the depth is the question, and their bottom pairing especially. But you could say the same thing for Pittsburgh. I think both bottom pairings for these teams are questionable, but I think that Pittsburgh has the snipers to take advantage of those bobbles, whereas Montreal doesn't have those elite guys to capitalize on those scoring opportunities. Picks, picks, get your picks in, guys. What are you saying? You know what? I'm not going to pick the Habs, but I am going to pick them to make it more interesting than most people expect. I think they're going to take it to five. Price will steal one. They get a few bounces, and I think Matt Murray might blow a game for the Penguins. So, uh, Habs take it to five, but the Penguins advance. Yeah, I, I think the Habs will steal one. I'm going to say Pens and four. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Penguins, which, Mark, is not all that bad. It means that the Montreal Canadiens are still in the running for left La Come on, yes. baby. That's what we're really playing for. A, a real Quebec superstar uh, comes home. So, uh, Pens in, in four. And our next series features the Florida Panthers versus the New York Islanders. Uh, What do you guys uh, think about this one? I think this could be maybe the most boring uh, series in the East, kind of the same as the Preds versus Yotes in the West. Uh, Yeah, it's sort of the classic offense versus defense in a way. Sure. Uh, I think, though, for the Panthers, the biggest question mark is their goaltender. Will it be good cop or bad cop? Detective Bobrovsky may or may not be on the case, so remains to be seen. A bit of a disappointing first year for him, Um, but he could turn it all around with a big series against the Islanders. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, they have a lot of firepower. I mean, that top line was dynamite for them. Obviously, Barkov had a great year, and Huberto had a dynamite year. If they can get the job done, then uh, this could be a short series. Yeah, there's no denying the top-end talent for the Panthers, but I think the top-to-bottom depth and just coaching advantage goes to the Islanders. Well, does it? That's the thing I love about this series is we've got Barry Trotz versus Joel Quenville. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, and and we haven't seen Joel Quenville with the Florida Panthers in the playoffs yet. And so we know he can coach playoff hockey. We know that. I mean, he's won three cups. So does that translate to this team? Yeah, he was probably locked away just watching video for the last four months. And who do the Islanders start in net? And does it even matter, maybe? We've yeah, got Simeon Varlamov I'd, I'd and lean Thomas, Thomas Grice. Grice, but uh, yeah, not a lot to choose between those two. Well, Varlamov has the contract. I think they'll start with him, but you know, it doesn't seem to really matter. They play that team defense, and they support their goalie very well, and Trotz's system, and Mitch Korn, and all that stuff. We've talked about it for years now. You know, that has seemed to get the job done, and it got them through the Pittsburgh Penguins series last year in in a clean sweep. So I don't know, can they repeat that? 
man, do the Islanders ever need Matt Barzell to get hot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the guy to watch for is Brock Nelson. He had a great season for the Islanders, and I think he'll be providing some secondary scoring depth for them. They need it. Because the Panthers, they, I mean, up and down that lineup, you look at Dandenoff and Mike Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Those are those are some good scorers. Absolutely. And I mean, they have Ekblad back there on the D, and he's solid. And then Keith Yandel is a power play dynamo. He was ice cold down the stretch, though. They're going to need him to wake up. Yeah, for sure. Ekblad is a little bit nicked up, but it sounds like he's probably going to be ready to go. I think this one's a coin toss. Uh, I'm going to go with the talent of the Panthers winning out in five games, though. You know, I look at this series, and I mean, the coaching battle is actually very fascinating because Trotz has been one of the best coaches in the league, and obviously Quenville has been as well. I just think Trotz over the last couple years has been better, and he's got so much playoff experience. I know it's probably a slightly under-talented group, but I'm going to give it to the the Islanders. I'm going to give it to the Islanders. I'm going to say five. Five. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Panthers in five. Well, we got one more series left, and I think this might be the most intriguing and potentially exciting series yes. of the entire play-in I'm round. excited about this series. Yeah, the we Canes got? and the Rangers, uh, a lot of scoring talent on both sides. Um, I mean, don't forget the Canes went to the conference finals last season, and the Rangers were one of the hottest teams down the stretch in this past season. Yeah, I mean, the, the Rangers, they're a, they're a talented team. They've got some young guys, and it looks like they're going to be going with Lundqvist. I mean, he's not a young guy, but he is a playoff vet. And a beast, he's a battler, and he can uh, steal a couple games here. Well, right? that's a tough call in Nick. It is a tough because call. Because do they go right. with the loyalty? Because their, their, other, their Russian kid is amazing. Shistorkin yeah, Shistorkin is, yeah. was an absolute revelation down the stretch. But I think they're making the right call. Apparently, Lundqvist has looked really good in camp. He also played really well against the Canes in their head-to-head matchup this season. And, you know, this is, might be his final kick at the can with the Rangers. So I think it's good to go with him. But I also think that Shostorkin is ready and raring to go if Hank doesn't bring it. The Hurricanes have pretty solid forward depth. And it starts at the top with a lineup with uh, their Finns, Sebastian Aho and Teravainen. I mean, they have been great together all year. I'm really excited to see what Andrei Sveshnikov does. He was so good this season and there's so much untapped potential we haven't seen from him yet so i think he's going to be huge for them and they've also got mr game seven. Oh yes that that's right i mean justin williams was amazing he's been amazing in every playoff he's ever played in so we should not overlook him even though he's a little older this but year how about play-ins that's true he's never been in a play-in before and how about the blue shirts for depth, they have Artemi Panarin, who is a finalist for the Hart Trophy. And what a deservedly, season. deservedly. I mean, what a year. Uh, defensively and offensively, he's a great player. One of the best free agent signings I can remember in the last decade. And uh, Zibinichat. Yeah, who had a very, uh, you know, sort of under the radar season because of his injury. But well, he, he was led the there, league, right? Yeah, in goals, goals per game. game. That's right. That's right. So they, they're not without their offensive talent either. Let's go back to the blue line. That's where things get really interesting. The Hurricanes have an excellent D, but New York's defense, while young, is solid as well. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we have to talk about injuries, especially concerning Carolina. Uh, Brett Pesci is out for the playoffs, and it looks like Dougie Hamilton will not be ready to start, and that's a huge blow to them. Remember, he broke his leg earlier in the season. It looked like he might be ready to come back, but now he's got another separate injury and it's going to be apparently a matter of weeks, not months, but they won't have him for the first uh, series they play. And the Hurricanes have Rod Langway fan club mustache winner, 
Jacob Slavin. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy to have back there. He can really lock it down for you. I mean, the, the, the Rangers D, on the other hand, is a little younger. They got, you know, Adam Fox, who had a great rookie campaign. But uh, is he ready for the play-in? Is he ready for this? He's a he's a solid player. And De- D'Angelo, yep, sure. Tony and D'Angelo. Jacob Trouba, and the big off-season acquisition as well. But I think that their depth isn't quite there. And odd little trade was made before the deadline where the Rangers actually traded Brady Shea to the Carolina Hurricanes. That's right, that's right. So that extra bit of depth uh, might be helpful for Carolina. They also added Sami Vatanen at the deadline as well. So despite missing Hamilton and Pesci, I still would give them a slight edge on D. I, I think I would give them a pretty solid edge on D. Can we, can we talk for a second about the coaching, though? Because I think Rod Brindamore really has the Carolina Hurricanes playing good hockey. And especially, he's the kind of coach that could coach them through a playoff series like this. I would give a slight advantage to Carolina. What do you guys think? No, that's a fair thing to say. Um, David Quinn on the other side doesn't have as much experience with the Rangers. But uh, if we're talking about edges, I think the biggest edge goes to the Rangers in goaltending, though, because the Carolina Yes, goaltending we have situation. to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes goaltenders. Um, David Ayers, the Zamboni driver, will not be playing. Uh, they do have Peter Morazic and James Reimer. Are you sure they don't have the Ayers in the bubble? He's not in the bubble? They should have brought him in the bubble. Yeah. Well, he's it's Toronto. He's probably there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, big advantage for the Rangers. I don't know who Carolina's going to go with. I mean... I'm sure they give it to Morazic, yeah. They give it to Morazic, but not thing, with a ton of confidence. He was okay he was in okay. the playoffs. I would rather right. have the Rangers' third-string goalie, whoever that ends up being, probably Georgiev, Georgiev over yeah. the Carolina Hurricanes' number one option. That's yeah. how big that mismatch is. Uh, agreed. So who are we going with? Well, despite what I just said about the goaltending, I'm going to take the Hurricanes in five. Uh, They've got the experience of having just had that run a year ago, and I still like their top-end talent. You know, this would have been a lot easier of a decision to make if Hamilton was was playing. Um, But without Hamilton, I'm still going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm going to agree with you, Mark. I think they're going to do it in five. It's not going to be an easy series. Uh, I expect some heroics from Justin Williams. Bunch of jerks. (laughs) <laughs> storm warning hurricane warning um the cardiac canes i'm gonna go with the canes in five well we all agree on that it's one. funny though because this is the one of the series i'm least certain about and i think you guys would probably agree yeah i could easily see the rangers winning it in four or five as well so we'll see it'll be a fun one to watch it's gonna be a fun one i expect goals in this one i yes, expect some lots goals. of goals agreed and we've got one last thing left here to do boys a champion. 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 Nicely done, as always, John. Uh, who will be champion, guys? I know I picked the Lightning every year. I'm not going to pick them this year. I'm going with the Colorado Avalanche. They showed so much throughout the season despite battling injury after injury after injury. They're finally all healthy, and the talent is undeniable. The Avalanche will win the Stanley Cup behind Nathan McKinnon, who I think was maybe the most valuable player this season in the NHL. Sorry, Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love McKinnon, and I love the Avs, but I'm going Blues. 
You know? Oh, yeah. Well, we, repeat. Well, we went blues last year. I don't know if you remember us going blues. Brett Hall's still hungover. Yes, yeah. Um, but I see no reason they can't repeat. I mean, Craig Berube really got those guys playing, and they didn't have Tarasenko for his huge chunk of the season, and he's back. He's ready to go. I think the blues are ready to go. I think, though, they're going to come out of the gate a little slowly in their first round. I think we're going to see some slow play from them. But once they get all those gears, turn and watch out. They are a heavy team. Yes. And uh, Jordan Bennington in net. That's right. He's got ice in his veins. That's right. Yeah, we'll see if he can do it again. What do you say? Well, I know my preseason pick was the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm still going for the Leafs, but I really do think that this is the year that Tampa Bay Lightning make amends. They're going to come home with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's. I mean, they are all guns blazing. This has got to be the year for them if they're going to do it. I mean, we say this every year. I know. I know. Well, we used to say the same thing about the Washington Capitals until they finally did it. Maybe this is the year that Tampa Bay does it. That's true. That's true. Well, regardless, I'm excited for some playoff hockey. How about you guys? I am pumped. Well, I'm uh, going out gonna... back to the Beach Boys. I'll see you later. Well, hold on, John. Hey, whoa, 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 you're taking off your shirt there. What are you doing? Well, I just want to say, you know, this is this is going to be like, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. We're going to have hockey on for like 12 hours, and who knows how it's going to go. Well, John's down to his skivvy. Thank God oh. this is only audio. I'm out of here. Oh. out of here. Okay, John's later. out. All right. Let's, let's go join them in the, in the ocean here. Let's yeah, take a dip. I'm going to go stand over there. Okay. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I hope you had yourselves a time. Enjoy the NHL playoffs. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time. Time, time. Selves a time. You had, hope, hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I hope you had, hope, hope, selves a time. Hope, time, time. Hope you had, hope you had, hope. hope.